Welcome to the Nanalyze podcast. We are a boutique media and research firm specializing in disruptive innovation. Visit nanalyze.com for more details. ARC's top stocks is the topic of today's presentation. So you're probably familiar with ARC Invest and, of course, this woman here, Kathy Wood, who's the founder and CEO of ARC Invest. And just a quick background on ARC. So they invest in disruptive innovation and they expect synergies to take place between breakthrough technologies. A good example of that would be how AI is being used to improve all these different businesses in various industries. So these disruptive technologies feed off of each other, and her spiel is quite a good one. So by all measures, she's one of the most successful fund managers ever, at least in the thematic space. You can easily argue that with $14 billion in assets under management across all her funds with a 75 bips annual fee. That means she has plenty of money and resources to follow companies very closely and take active bets. So if you're uh, not familiar with the difference between an active and a passive fund manager, I'll put a link to a piece we did on that in the description of this presentation. Now, the flagship uh, ETF for ARK seen here, the ARK Innovation ETF, or ARKK, this has a lot more AUM than uh, all the other ETFs of ARKs. And in our previous presentation on Kathy's top stocks, we looked at how this has around $8 billion in AUM, uh, which is probably more than all the other ETFs ARK has combined. And here you can see a breakdown of the technologies that are uh, being invested in, the market capitalization, the various companies, sectors, geography, and the like. Now, when it comes to risk, uh, we did a piece, I'll link to that in the description of this video, about ARK's appetite for risk. And here you can see alpha and beta for ARKK. Now, alpha is a measure of performance relative to a benchmark, and ARC could use NASDAQ as a benchmark, but they were also working with MSCI to develop more appropriate benchmarks for their various funds, though I believe that uh, this alpha is based on NASDAQ. So the idea here is this, that when you have a high beta asset, so a beta of one means that you're... you're equal to market risk. So think of it this way. If you have an asset with a beta of two, that means when the market moves up by one, your asset will move up by two. Correspondingly, when the market moves down by one, your asset will move down by two. So that's kind of how beta works. So this is a very volatile fund, as anybody who's invested in ARKK knows. Now, we're risk-averse investors, so we don't care much for risk, while ARK uh, seems to uh, gravitate towards it. Now, when you look at the top holdings, and the previous video that we did, we went through the exercise of figuring out how, which stocks ARC prefers, and there's a number of ways that you can measure that, but it came down really to these 10 assets, and that's what we're going to talk about today. So these top 10 stocks make up 63% of ARC's flagship fund, ARKK. Now, one of the interesting things, because ARC is an active ETF manager, is that their holdings 
will change more than a passive manager. So the last time we wrote about ARK CTFs was in January of last year, and here's how they've changed. So on the left, you can see the holdings in January, and on the right, you can see how the weightings have changed and positions have changed as well. So it looks like Teladoc fell off, not by too much. So they're closely uh, behind or close to the top 10 right now. Then you can see Spotify there and Intellia. And then on the right, you can see how those assets moved off and in their place uh, would be Block, Shopify, and DraftKings, uh, while Unity has uh, lost some of its ranking there. Now, one interesting thing to note that we covered uh, in our last presentation was ARC's concentration of assets among their ETFs. So on the top here, you can see the concentration in May of 2021. So for example, you can see how a Tesla is being held in three or more of their ETFs and the same holds true for Teladoc and you can go through the list and see for yourself. The other interesting thing here is to see how the concentration has increased today in the table below and you can also pause this and then take a look at how the ranking of assets and even the asset selection has changed over time. Now, the table that you see there towards the bottom, that's today's concentration, and uh, we just matched these up to the top, and the one that's kind of transparent there on the right, that's ARC's Space ETF, which has a strong uh, crossover with their ARC Q ETF, which is, I believe, is a uh, autonomous technology ETF. But um, just getting back to ARC's top assets. Now, we've written about every single one of these. Most of these articles are from, looks like last year, uh, a few maybe from this year. And we have uh, documented whether or not we um, love, which means we hold, uh, like we consider holding, or avoid, which means we wouldn't hold uh, any of these stocks. So we're going to talk about that next. Now, before we get into that, um, what you can do to help support our work, please, is just click subscribe and subscribe to our channel. If you're already subscribed, please click the share button and share one of our videos, this one or any of the other videos we produce that you enjoy. Share it with people so that we can help grow our channel quicker to justify the efforts that go into these videos. Now, let's talk about the 10 assets. Tesla's rather, we say it's complicated. It's complicated for a number of reasons. Uh, it's the only electric vehicle stock worth investing in. It's an EV leader. Uh, they're profitable with 25% gross margins, which are uh, remarkable in the auto industry. And this allows them to compete in China rather well on cost. Now, you need to consider size here. So Tesla is a fairly large firm at $775 billion. So how much upside is there? Well, I Kathy Wood's team has done a great job of putting together a spreadsheet that kind of lets you um, sort of do a uh, Monte Carlo analysis on the different variables and see how Tesla can potentially realize, I think, let's say, uh, double its value, at least in autonomous driving. So that's their thesis, that Tesla's close to achieving autonomy. They have a, a moat of all the data that they've collected. And I've crossed out here, we say... Uh, due to their unique technology of cameras and algorithms as opposed to LiDAR. Well, we're doing a piece on LiDAR right now and noted that actually uh, Elon Musk's team has started to 
integrate LIDAR again, and we'll touch on that in the coming piece. But uh, speaking of the devil, Mr. Musk is both a blessing and a curse. We've watched him closely over the years, certainly with admiration for what he's accomplished, but he's quite volatile. So um, that can be a good and a bad thing, but it carries a lot of risk. And anybody that follows Tesla understands what we mean when we say that. Moving on to Roku, this is a company we're avoiding. We have some concerns around their moat and whether or not they'll be able to uh, achieve or let's say uh, attain dominance of their Roku OS in the U.S. Uh, they're struggling to expand internationally, so they have a 37% market share in the U.S., only 8% in Europe, less elsewhere. Uh, everywhere, everyone and their mother has a streaming service these days, so we're avoiding Roku. We didn't find that to be compelling. Uh, the same holds true with Zoom. Now we do. Like Zoom, we find it to be an interesting business, but we're not as optimistic as Arc is. And you can see on the right here, again, they did a spreadsheet and you can play around with their assumptions and whatnot for yourself. The downside, they say here, is an 11% compound annual growth rate base at 26 and the upside is 36%. That's, uh, we believe, quite optimistic. Uh, Zoom has a leadership position in unified com communication, 50%. Uh, market share in U.S. and U.K., strong net retention rate, broad commercial user base, and high margins, but we think their thesis is too optimistic. Now, UiPath, this is a firm that we uh, love quite a bit, and you should never fall in love with a stock, but this is one that we uh, have a great deal of conviction about simply because they save other companies money. And we did a, a small analysis that looked at firms, SaaS firms that had let's say, last year's growth, and then looking forward to what their guidance was, UiPath was the only one that actually raised guidance looking forward. And that increased guidance while other SaaS firms are cutting is just goes to show they believe that other companies want to utilize their solution to save money. That When you're saving other firms money, that sells in good times or bad. And of course, they're uh, automating workflows that are... Uh, you could save a lot of headcount costs on that. It's certainly the most promising public RPA firm we cover, and we believe it's fairly valued. Some could argue undervalued. That's based on our simple valuation ratio compared to our catalog, so it's about average. And when it comes to Square or Block, this is the highest market share in point-of-sale systems. Uh, their famous Cash App isn't a leader, but it's growing quite fast. It's rife for scamming. We did a recent piece on this. It was actually a video because we'll do videos on firms that we don't find overly compelling, and we'll save the more uh, compelling uh, thesis is for paying subscribers. Uh, Square has a very complex business model. We talked about that. We believe they're misleading investors when they account selling Bitcoin as revenues. And when it comes to payments, we prefer Adyen due to their international exposure. Moving on to Coinbase, we think you should just buy Bitcoin instead. We're holding a very small position in Bitcoin. Uh, it's probably the best crypto stock out there, which isn't saying much. It has a high correlation to Bitcoin. Again, if you want crypto exposure, just buy some Bitcoin or maybe Ethereum. Uh, crypto, of course, is a speculative asset uh, best used for diversification. That brings us to exact sciences. It says here, still a one-trick pony. So they're working on other bits. They're famous for ColoGuard. You may have seen the commercials on television. Non-invasive cancer screening from stool samples. And now they're moving into the liquid biopsy market. Um, ARC has been trimming the stock since November. This chart here taken from 
uh, Kathy's Ark, which is a website that looks at these sorts of things. We don't uh, put a lot of uh, credibility into what ARC does simply because they're an active manager. And at times people will uh, post ARC's trades on Twitter without any context. The information is absolutely useless. But um, even if you post the context, you still don't know why ARC is doing certain things. And they may state a particular conviction and then have some trades that go against that. And that's because they're an active ETF manager and they're running their business. So uh, we don't... Uh, utilize any sort of, you know, analyzing what ARC does in our own decisions. But um, Gardant is a firm we're holding. Their recent failure, as uh, gauged by the market, their management spun it as a positive, but they had some results. We wrote about this in December of last year. Uh, the stock fell significantly and exact, I think, jumped 20% on that drop, which just goes to show you the market was uh, perceiving exact as, as benefiting from that. So, uh, you can uh, take this for what it is, ARC's uh, selling of this. They're maybe just, um, you know, because it had a run-up, they're simply uh, balancing their portfolio. Again, it's hard to say, uh, put any sort of, uh, um, obtain any sort of value from the trades that ARC does. And then that brings us to Shopify. They have a complex business model. We're not really sure how disruptive their e-commerce software is. They need better investor relations, though. So I read this piece right before uh, uh, I presented this video, and um, we had a very hard time understanding their business models at a SaaS company, a payment processor. There was a lot of information missing. Frankly, it looked like an intern put together their investor deck. Um, getting into point-of-sale hardware may hurt their margins. They had its... Uh, they had their time in the sun during the Rona, but um, we, we have questions around their business model. When, when you have a very complex business model, we're not going to invest in something like that because we can't, we it's opaque. We don't have any visibility into the operations to understand what's going wrong. Uh, should something appear wrong from the outside, we certainly can't explain it to our subscribers. Now, when it comes to DraftKings, we question just how disruptive they are. They have minimal international exposure, no granularity into their revenue streams, and the general regulatory risks that surround gambling. Uh, this, uh, there's nothing we believe disruptive about spreading vice. And that brings us to the last stock that we're holding. Uh, of the 10 stocks that uh, ARC has in their top 10, uh, we'd be holding two. So we're holding uh, UiPath and Unity, this last stock. And um, some of us are holding Tesla outside of uh, outside of our disruptive portfolio here at Nanalyze. But uh, Unity is a promising play on um, AR and VR for what that's worth. Uh, neither of those have transpired into anything. Uh, they're the leader in the mobile gaming market with over 50% market share. Uh, their software, of course, is enabled with VR, AR capabilities. They recently partnered with Apple on their Vision Pro AR headset, got some attention there. They're a metaverse beneficiary, but uh, they certainly aren't having to rely on that. Now, just to conclude, ARC claims to be the new NASDAQ. Uh, that may be the case, but they're taking on much more risk than the NASDAQ. Uh, this is a good way for investors with a strong appetite for risk to invest in innovation. Um, top holdings will change over time. Now, we don't hold ETFs, but um, we wouldn't hold ARC based on uh, the risks we've talked about today 
and the uninspiring top holdings. So we actually have in our tech stock catalog, which is uh, an Excel spreadsheet with 460 tech stocks. Uh, we have ARK in there as a like. We're going to change that to an avoid uh, for obvious reasons that we've talked about today. It's just not something that we would consider investing in. Uh, other investors may feel different. Now, I've put up our last piece that we did on Kathy's top stocks. It's certainly worth a watch. But before you watch that, please click the logo on the right. Subscribe to our channel. Thanks so much for taking the time to watch this today. Thank you for listening to the Nanalyze podcast. If you found this information useful, please share this episode with a friend. This helps us to continue to provide thorough research for you. Want more research like this? Want to know what we're invested in and what stocks we're avoiding? Head to nanalyze.com and consider becoming a premium annual subscriber to get access to premium articles, webinars, and our extensive tech stock catalog. Thank you for your time.